0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today we are talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they finally a playoff team? They're looking fantastic. Finally. Hey. Hey, we're just there. Well, it took a little break. It took a little break. Kobe Kobe had to take his uh, victory tour? Yeah, his victory tour for two years or a couple years uh, there. And and we're also going to be talking about the other team in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers. Is this finally their year? We're going to be talking about the disappointing New York Knicks and we're going to wrap that up by having a a fun discussion where we're picking players that we do not like and saying who is better and making the argument for a player that we uh, we do not have an affinity to but uh, it should be a fun podcast and uh, I hope you enjoy it and let's jump in Ricky you said Luke Walton is a top five coach in the NBA going into this season we all laughed I think we're not laughing. It's laugh. kind of showing it. I, I don't want to say we're not laughing it. now because I still don't agree with you, but right now the Lakers are 5-4, and four and they are looking pretty good. Look at what he's able
1: to do with young talent, man. The thing that I love about Luke Walton is he's able to bring a team together, and this Laker team, it's one of those things where maybe it's not Kobe being on a team anymore. Maybe it's a little bit of Luke Walton being there and them actually having a coach that cares about them, but.
2: Who's not trying to intentionally lose games and harm Mm -hmm. the growth of young players? This this Laker team looks pretty
1: damn good. Like, I know they're only. Like, uh, they're not. Like, when I want to say pretty damn good, I'm not saying like best in the West, but. Is a team that's got potential.
0: A- and they have wins over Houston. They have wins over Atlanta. And they have wins over Golden State. Teams that are very competitive. They, also they held have teams... Golden State to such a low shooting percentage. And 97 points in. And they, they held them under 100, which is which is very impressive.
1: You would think, though, that the guy who came from that system would know how to stop it, though. That's There's true. There's no would stopping know, the greatest
2: would, shooter of three-pointers in the league. Would, and then the greatest know, offensive weapon in our lifetime.
1: Would know what to do. Oh, wait. Just look at the finals. And Zaza. Just play
2: man-to-man. And Zaza. <laughs> JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. <laughs> clown and he's <laughs> checked in a fool over but, there. But
0: really, the question the question that we're posing in, in this discussion is, are the Lakers an actual playoff team? I mean, it's early on in the season. It's only, it's only been nine games, but are they actually a playoff team and can they make the playoffs this year? Because I remember last year uh, around this time, it was one of the first fast breaks and it was, can the Warriors break the Bulls record? <laughs> and they ended up di- doing it and I called it. Yep. So, and I also called that the Lakers were going to be a play- playoff team in two or three years. And, and my answer right now is... No, and I have a a lot of uh, a lot of regret saying that, and a lot of like he- I have a lot. I'm hesitant to say that but just Sean, because they look somebody- so good. You know what happened? So they're gonna win. Th- uh, what? What's this? Uh, <laughs> they're gonna they've, they've win like nine games. Forty so... some games. This no, seventy three games year. straight okay. now. They're gonna win seventy three <laughs> straight because we have some weird power that DeMar- we call out Demar Derozan. No, he hasn't no, no. Stopped. You call out. DeMar I call players. out Demar Derozan. Yeah. I just shit talk I... <laughs> the to Toronto Raptors in general. So I... I mean, Ricky gives me no credit for that. I call out Demar Derozan and he he goes off. I we say I, I think we said that yeah, uh, Devin sweet. Booker's been uh d- been a little uh you know on the down uh, on the downcline. I've started using that now, since you said that. It's great. Devin Booker puts up 39, so I'm calling out the Lakers here. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and they're probably going to prove me wrong. Dave, what's your thoughts on this?
2: I'm completely with you. I I think that they're going to be very good. I I think they're just going to miss out probably by a little bit on the playoff run, Mm -hmm. but this team is getting scoring from everybody. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, when hot, is one of the best players in the league. Like He goes... I don't know what it is. It's like a, a switch just kind of flips, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I can play basketball really fucking good." But then all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know, like, how he hits his groove. But when he's out of his groove, like, Luke actually understands. He's like, "All right, hey, guess what? We can go to Lou to Lou Williams. We can go to Uncle." I hate, I hate the fact that we Swaggy P is just—it's easy to say. I know everybody's calling him Uncle, but now it's just weird. Swaggy P. Yeah, it's—I want to go back to Swaggy P, but he's mature now. He's Uncle.
1: And remember that remember that shot he took where he turned around and celebrated and it just bricked right off the rim. And and that was we'll amazing. And yeah. one
0: thing surprising too is that uh Swaggy P and and D'Angelo Russell are starting in the same lineup and are actually playing well together because we obviously know the drama that happened last year. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Jordan Clarkson's coming off the bench with Lou Williams and, and that's been a fantastic duo coming off the bench. I mean, they're two of the top uh two of the top, like, five scorers on the Lakers, Lou Williams leading them in scoring and, and it's and it's weird seeing the dynamic of this Laker team because they brought in Lual Deng, who's been starting on their team, but he hasn't been that great for them. Yep. But he also hasn't needed to be great for them. And it, it's—I'm wondering if they do get close. And I think we both, oh, I think we all three of us think that they're going to be competitive the way they've been playing this year. I think they'll right. make the playoffs. You? I think they could do oh, it? He's up. He's up. Seven, or, two eight. Lakers fans. My, Seven my, or eight. My question is: Do they need to make a move to make the playoffs, or do you think this team can actually make the playoffs? This team right now.
1: I think the thing that's going to help them make the playoffs this year is what other teams are also doing in the Western Conference. Teams like we talked about, the Timberwolves, the Mavericks, at the beginning of the season, those were two teams we all had as possible playoff teams or in the playoffs. The T-Wolves, I know it's early. It's early in the season, but (laughs) maybe they're looking like a team where it's like maybe the young players— Need a little bit of time to gel with their new coach. Man, they're playing and, a lot of minutes already.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, you're talking about back to back, averaging like 30, 35 minutes. It's crazy. Well, and it's that's the, the, that's team. the thing I with Tom know, Thib- yeah.
1: and that's the thing with Thibodeau, and like with Luke Walton. Look at the Warriors team last year when he was taking over for Steve Kerr. This guy just he kind of knows what to do, and he had a hot start last year. I'm going to count this as a hot start again oh, yeah, for you Luke can Walton. It and another team is the Dallas Mavericks. They haven't been that good. Oh, now health now, issue. Now can these teams figure it out and get healthy throughout the season? Yes, but the thing that's going to stop the Lakers from making the playoffs is if teams like the Timberwolves, the Mavericks, I'm even going to look at the Grizzlies who right now would be just out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If those teams finally say, "Hey, we're gonna gel now, and we're gonna start making a run.
0: I think Portland's gonna pick it up too. Portland right now sitting at five and four. I think they're definitely going to be uh, higher than where they currently stand. I think the Jazz are are, are not surprising, but I think because we had them at their, our fifth ranked mm-hmm. team yep. uh, overall. I think I think they'll definitely stay where they are. But I think I think you're right. I think Memphis is probably the only team right now, unless Minnesota does start to gel, or possibly Phoenix, because uh, Phoenix might be a dangerous team because they're kind of in that Lakers situation where if their guys are playing together. If they start
2: clicking, then they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah.
0: but I mean, it's so uh, it's so tough because those guys are so young.
2: I think you leave this alone. I think you let this team grow as a team because they have a ton of energy about them. The way they play is really fun. And the nice thing this year is it seems like Luke has pretty much taken away like their fear of shooting the ball like just take the shots. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. they're, they've taken more three point shots uh, to start the season than last season. Well, that's what they were running. In, uh, Golden State just take the shot. Exactly. It's it's don't hesitate. Just take the shots. And with players like Lou Williams, with players mm-hmm. like Nick Young and Jordan Clarks out there, you want them. You want them to be active participants in that offense. You don't want to have them running a ton of plays, slowing down this offense. No, let them run. Let them play. You've no. got young guys. Use that as your advantage.
1: And I kind of think of that. It's a similar situation that Luke Walton had to deal with last year in Golden State with Draymond Green. Because when you heard Draymond last year talk about his newfound confidence with actually taking the three ball and developing that, he would talk about Luke and how he would go miss a shot. Luke would talk to him, say, you know what, it's okay, didn't go in, just keep shooting it. They will land. And that's the big thing about shooting threes. Sometimes you're going to get hot, sometimes you're going to get cold. You just keep shooting and hope that... That next shot is going to be the one to kind of break you out of it and start that hot streak.
2: Was it Kobe? I think was uh, the one who famously was ripping on uh, another superstar, and it was like, "Oh, you're you're like one from eleven uh, shooting the ball, and you, you stop shooting. That means you quit on yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll
2: go out there. I'll shoot twenty. <laughs> I don't care if I start one for 11. I'm gonna go out there, and I'm still gonna keep shooting. I gotta believe mm-hmm. in myself, and I'm gonna keep going. He did that going out too.
0: I don't know if you remember oh, that 60 point. The, that performance was literally the greatest. Shot, 50 shots. It was
2: the ultimate Kobe game. Yeah,
1: well, that, that was just <laughs> feed it to Kobe. It's his last. It's his last hoorah, Sean. And what? now
0: this
2: team, they don't. They got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. They don't have any legend hanging above their heads. And Russell's talked about that. Yeah, Russell. It's, has it's a weight off their shoulders that. mentally.
0: One thing I want to bring up because we, I think we all agree that they they will be competitive this year. I think they prove that. And I, yeah, I, they're, I mean, they're
2: a 35 win team at the minimum. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's like conservative <laughs> now.
0: Now, one thing I want to bring up though is, is, if they do go out and get a, and do do go out f- and, and and try to bring a piece in, you're most likely going to think they're most likely going to go young, just because this core is so young. And a, a team that is obviously low uh, and has been low for a long, a long time is the Philadelphia seventy six ers. And a piece that I would think you would want to bring in to a team like this is probably some help. Uh, down low because Mazgoff hasn't been bad.
2: He's been doing really well, actually. Yeah, he
0: hasn't. But uh, but again, Mazgoff isn't the one you want to trust basically because of his past injuries. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I want to bring up is the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, they have a ton of bigs. A yeah. ton of bigs. So, I think at least from a future standpoint and, and possibly bringing a, a, a big either, I, I mean, I would think the one that makes the most sense is, is if you need someone defensively, probably, and that would probably be Noel. So And he's he's said that he wants to be moved, or, or one of them needs to be moved. And with Noel's injury problems, he's not playing right now. I think that that might be a fit, because I don't think you want to bring Okafor in. What do you think about possibly a possible Noel trade, or, or someone else? Because uh, if they do go out, out for someone, what position should they really attack?
1: Riddle me this, Sean. What are you giving up for Noel?
0: I, I why, what well, are you
1: giving up for him? What the way, are the Lakers going to give way, up for the way, you, it? the way you phrased that was so weird. Well, because it's a riddle to me. I mean, I look at this so and gonna I go. They're going to continue to mortgage well, their future. I feel like the Sixers would say, we want this. And Lakers would be like, get the fuck out of here. We're not mortgaging our future no, no, that's just another to get first. one guy.
2: That's another first. They, well, yeah, not even well.
1: that. I think that the 76ers might say, no, we want like a D'Angelo Russell. We might want a Julius Randle. They might ask for that and the Lakers will yeah, say, no, and, get out of here.
0: Every team will say no yeah. because that's, that's ridiculous. It's a one plus but it's not that does high. not equal e- equal like, that but I mean and plus they do you probably want
1: ask, to give like, up another first round pick
2: if you're if you think that that sets your roster up for long-term success, you can kind of mortgage that because there is still free agency there is a chance to get around and there are more guys taking. Short contracts so they can cash in.
0: They are still the Lakers too. They still have a ton. But of cash. here's the thing: yeah.
2: Are
1: you going to bank on a free agent saying, "Man, I want to play with a but, young
0: team"?
2: But that's the thing they, they're not. Banking, Do I want to play in having, Los having Angeles? A, they they can play in LA and they can come in, and you don't need any big guys. Really, you're looking for complementary players now because you have your core of Russell. You've got Randall. You've got you know if they have Noel, you've got Brandon Ingram, who we haven't even talked about this whole freaking time. Mm-hmm. He was their number two pick overall. And he's they're letting him slow roll this season with no pressure. So I mean, they've got a lot of guys as their core. Really their only concern now, I mean I and this sounds stupid. Like me saying this out loud sounds stupid, is they don't have to worry about that first round pick if they can go out and get a Noel who can give them seventy games a year. See, I think if you can that, split time between him and Mozgov, great. Well,
1: it depends on it depends on when the first rounder is. If it's anything after twenty twenty then sure, but the one thing is if Philly wants that 2018 pick, and it might sound like, Ricky, why are you focusing in on that one pick? It's because if the Lakers don't finish with a top three pick this year, they lose the 2000, or 2017 pick, which is this year, but then they also lose 2019 to Orlando. Then you're losing two just by being good. 2018, you need, I think... You can't lose three straight years of no first-rounders.
0: But look at this in, in past history. I mean, look at the team as in Miami or Cleveland. I mean, they they with LeBron James, and I'm not saying, I'm not comparing, you know, any player mm-hmm. on the Lakers to LeBron James, but, I mean, from a team standpoint, I mean, this team, at least going towards the future, they might be a top team in the NBA. I don't think that's too bold to say there. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we've seen Cleveland, we've seen Miami really sell the future to, to To be able to put pieces around guys like LeBron, and when you believe in a core, a core that is this good already, and a core that has Brandon Ingram on the bench right now, I think I think giving that up and possibly having a piece that you can cement in the middle like a, a Noel or or any other player, you can really put in a, someone else uh, just that kind of fits that role. I don't think that that's too crazy of a move to say.
1: I just with me, I feel like. It's not one of those where like, man, you need a first rounder every year. I think you need one more, I mean, one more kind of, and it could be a guy who could be like a late teen, but pick but who's coming off the bench? But
0: who are they going to take? Who are they like? Like they're most likely ending ending up going to take someone that they can put in at the center position or someone mm-hmm. off the bench. And, and the thing with that is, if you're going to do that, why not go for Noel, who is proven that he's played in the NBA so far he's only 22 23 I mean he's 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 at such a weird age I think he's actually younger than that just because he's been in the league for a decent amount of time but he came in so young out of Kentucky yeah I think that that who he has NBA experience but still is so young and and is just so athletic I think it's you, you take that because you might go with a guy in the first round in the 15s where it's he might be a guy that isn't ready to play in the next three years. Where Noel's already ready to, ready to play. I mean, there's a little bit of injury concern there because he struggled with injuries throughout his his career. But still, I think that might be a smarter move than a guy in the late teens because those guys really don't hit that often. At least you know on starter. That's what I was
2: gonna say. Is like, look, if you're going draft pick, number ones aren't guaranteed. Look at look at teams who have missed consistently. The Kings named the last five years of their first round picks, fucking whiffs every single one of them. Every
0: single one of them, Willie Cauley Stein, uh, and I'm not going to name all the Kings picks, but no, I ben agree. Ben Mclemore, Ben Mclemore, Stauskas was a first round pick. Nick Stauskas, so,
2: Jimmer, and uh, your,
0: your boy Papa Johns. He isn't a bust yet, but still, that, that's the thing. Is <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if it, even if it's a high pick, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really the team that drafts it, and yeah. I can say pretty fairly that the Lakers are good at drafting.
2: I mean, they did. I do love Larry Nance. I think he's
0: Ben Nance, been a steal. Randall, Russell. Yep. I mean, I mean, those have been fantastic picks. Clarkson was a draft pick Clarkson too. It was a good one in, yep. in the in the second round. So I mean, looking at this team, they know how to draft, and that's not a problem there. But I mean, still taking a guy in the late teens there, I think that's more of a gamble than bringing in a guy who's already established. Where you really just have to get him acclimated to the culture, and it seems like guys in L.A. are really acclimating to they seem to be happy. Luke Walton. And, and yeah. I think that's a, a real benefit, uh, uh, something that's really beneficial to Luke Walton just because of the way, I mean, just how long he's been in the NBA and how young let, he still is.
1: Let me ask you this Are you making, obviously, you're making this trade during this season, correct? Yeah, before the trade deadline. Here's the thing I'm going to ask you Are you going to really, the thing with Noel that's interesting is, are you going to make a trade for a guy who next year. He's got the qualifying offer, but could sign somewhere else if he wants to, and then after next season, he could walk.
0: Yeah, but this is the Lakers, and they have a boatload of cash, and I don't think they're afraid to spend that boatload of cash, because look at the Lakers in the past. They I They mean, sort of
2: dropped a lot of money on this guy, Timothy Mosgoff. Yeah. You may know
0: him. And, and, and they, they dropped a lot of money on Dang as well, but that's also mainly because... I think they believe in their core, so it's like unless there's a yeah. superstar out there, unless there's a guy like Russ Westbrook, who obviously isn't going to be on the, on the market anytime soon, or there is a guy like KD again in mm-hmm. the future, that's what we'll spend our money on, and we'll keep the core we have. But
1: here's an interesting thing. That same year, so let's say they do get Noel. Uh-huh. That same year in free agency, the biggest contract you're losing after this season, they lose Jose Calderon. Big who's about deal. seven well seven point seven? It's a big deal cap-wise. Like, yeah. Cap wise, yeah.
2: it's great, but yeah. it's it's player Meta, wise, <laughs> no one cares. Yeah,
1: MetaWorld. I'm talking <laughs> Dave, I'm talking money here. That's not I'm talking player. Meta? I'm talking they have, cash. They have MetaWorld Peace and Straight Thomas cash. Robinson off the books. That 18 year that you would have um Noel and he'd be a free agent. You would also have Lou Williams. You'd also have Nick Young. You'd also have Julius Randle that you would have to re-sign. But they're
0: going to re-sign Randle no matter have, what. But yeah.
1: here's the thing: He's a how contract. much money is going to go around when you have Clarkson making twelve point five million that year, Luau making eighteen mil that year, and then Mozgov making sixteen?
0: This is still the Lakers. Lakers and are not they're a fr-
2: still, but they're still a but cap. cap. But there is, is, there is, but the cap's still going to go up. There's two a- years from now, the average contract will be like seventeen mil.
1: Well, that's like we have one big boom, and it's this free agent season. But But in two years,
2: if the NBA continues to grow more TV contracts, more money will fall. And
1: and that's I'm saying from what we know now, we have one boom that we know about next year. If that's it, there might not be enough money to go around to keep
0: him. So why make the deal? All those guys that you are losing is pretty much paying for Julius Randle right there. And then what you're going to have to pay Noel, where I think the Lakers are pretty fit right now salary cap wise they can still move guys i mean if mozgov still plays the way he is and then you're like okay mozgov has trade value we're able to trade him for picks and then we could plug in a guy like noel who is younger more athletic and possibly fits well with our young guys more then that will work uh and then also julius randall obviously you'll you'll re-up him for five years there and then you'll just have to wait for d russ's uh uh, rookie year contract to run out, and then uh, Brandon Ingram's contract to run out as well. Which and then, is the next two years. But then by then you'll have that money saved up, and you'll have that money ready to go to to sign those guys. I mean, they're not going to let those guys just walk. I
1: I think that the one thing that keeps me from saying no on the uh, no on the Nerlens trade is all of that. Is the I, if three I, years from now the money? Well, no, if I'm looking at it, and we're talking about this young core. That's more important to me. Making sure that we have You're the just resources to the cool there. Though. We have Randall, Russell, and Ingram
0: locked up when they can't. And you can just you can just keep that core around there because Clarkson's still locked up for uh, then as well. And he's your bench scorer. He gets rid of Lou, Lou Williams. You don't need to bring Lou Williams back. You don't need to bring Nick Young back. That's you can go cap find right a there story
2: off the bench somewhere else.
0: Calderon's gone. You're gonna lose. Uh you're gonna you mentioned you're gonna lose Thomas Robbins' cap hit a, Metas, as well. Yeah. You're gonna lose Meta's and you so then you're gonna have Noel who you can pay because all of those guys left. You're gonna be able to re-sign Randall, you're still gonna have Clarkson on that deal, you're still gonna have uh Russell on his rookie d- year deal, you'll still have Brandon Ingram on his rookie year deal, and then you'll still have cap left over to add guys to that but bench.
1: Here's the thing. If let's say like Randall and Noel, they're that first year, you give them money. You think D'Angelo Russell isn't gonna want money, and then Ingram's not gonna want money when but, they get to that. But it's
0: not like you you ha- they, they they can't be like, oh, I want this this amount. Of- they there's a set salary there. They can't not after there's that. a max. Yeah, but there's a there's a max. There's yeah, there's a well, max. there. Of want, years play. Like, you,
1: you're saying that D'Angelo Russell's not gonna want a max contract when he's done in no he'll he he'll get a max. Randall
0: will get a max, and Ingram will get a max. But that max is significantly less than a guy like Kevin Durant who has more service time. It's less than a guy in Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook who has more service time. It's going to be a lesser contract. This isn't going to be like a Mike Conley signing for five years, 140-whatever-million. I mean, it's going to be a significantly lesser contract just because of their age and because of their service time. I mean, they're going to be able to pay for those four guys right there in, in Randall, Clark, uh, Randall, uh, Russell, Ingram, a- and Noel, and I don't think Noel would even, uh, you know, bargain for a a, a max deal. If he
2: can't stay healthy, there's no way he'll get a max deal.
0: Yeah, and I even think of him more in, in that Bismack Biyombo range, but more proven. Uh,
1: My bottom line is we've talked about it. You said that you know the Lakers have done good with drafting them. What I would say is in that 2018, make the draft pick. Make the draft pick. Go have a guy who's a on. Shooting
2: well, probably.
1: Have a guy who's on a rookie contract. And you don't even have to deal with somebody who's coming off the contract. That's all I have to say.
0: Final thing here is is with the core they currently have, are the Lakers a playoff team?
2: Just outside,
1: Eight seed this year, they can do it.
0: We agree. Podcast. I think. I think that they are going to be just on the outside, probably nine. But I think it would probably be like one game out. I yeah, think it'll be exciting I think finish. and and this can definitely change because again, we're only 9 games of the season, but the Lakers look absolutely phenomenal. 8 seed and they'll play the Warriors in round 1 and get murdered. Anyways, let's move on to the other team in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers who currently sit at 8 and 1 and as we are recording it just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 110 to 108. And let's really talk about this because is this finally the year that the Clippers Get to the finals? I mean, is that the question we're posing here? Because you had them in the Western Conference. You had him in the Western Conference finals. Yeah. yeah. In the well, finals. I, I, I'm not going to have them beat the Warriors. Okay, but... It, you can't have them beat the Super Team. They're playing <laughs> four on five out there. You got to give them some credit. <laughs> they are. But, I mean, we're, we're really, we're here with we, with the Clippers is, is this their year to possibly get to the Western Conference and and... and Beyond, because we we've talked so many times uh, tirelessly about that this could possibly Chris Paul's last year in L.A. and, and this could possibly I think Blake that's Griffin's the reason why this could be possibly Blake Griffin's mm-hmm. last year in L.A. But does that actually mean anything? Because they've been playing absolutely phenomenally, and I do not want to take that away from them. A- and they are playing ridiculous amount of defense right now, holding their opponents to eighty eight point three points per game. I think that's gone up a little bit because OKC did have over a yeah. hundred, but still the, for, for those first eight games, that's ridiculous. I and mean, they've been holding their opponents to a field goal percentage of thirty nine percent. So their defense has been absolutely ridiculous.
2: Which makes no sense because they added most baits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I get it, he lost some weight.
2: He's he's looking good out there, but like this is a team where, you know, between adding a pure offensive threat like most baits, JJ Redick, we know he's done a lot to improve his defense, but he's still not, you know, like a, a, a the best three and D player. Mm. His three shots amazing, don't get me wrong, but his defense is eh, questionable at times they've got a lot of guys who are playing really well right now, and I feel like eventually that that's going to drop out on them. But look, it's the recipe to success. If you can hold the other team to scoring that low, it doesn't matter who you got out there. It's, it's easy to outscore them because you've got guys like JJ, you've got guys like Jamal Crawford who are just volume scorers, and you've got Blake who has expanded his game. He's no longer just the athletic freak. He has an all-around game. And you've got the best floor general in the league out there with Chris Paul. I I get it. I make the joke four-on-five all day, but it's true. They're doing it.
1: Well, and for me, I think that to answer what you said, Sean, is this is their year mainly because of Chris Paul could decide not to take his option at the end of the season. Blake Griffin could decide to walk at the end of the season. J.J. Redick, free agent at the end of the season. There's guys that could be leaving this team, and it's one of those things where – on top of it, I know that, like, Ma, Mute and Spates aren't up there with Chris Paul, but those are two guys, two role players that could not take their options as well. They have so many players that could leave to where in this off season it could be, well, we got to reconstruct this team.
0: One thing I want to say, though, when we say, is this their year, is this as in saying, are you saying when you say this is their year, are you win? saying this, this is their year to win or this is their year to compete? For the Western Conference Finals. This
1: is their year to compete because I think they'll get to the Western Conference Finals and lose to the Warriors still.
0: So so this is more they are going to compete with every you know 14 other teams yeah. in the Western Conference. Well,
1: how I see it going down, if I'm going to piggyback off my prediction from sure. the playoff predictions video, is they'll get to the Western Conference because they will compete with everyone else. They'll be saying this is like our last ride because we don't know what the future has in store to us we will get an epic series between them and the Warriors, kind of like Thunder's Warriors last year. But if I had to pick a team, that's, I'm still picking the Warriors. But it's going to be a great series between them.
0: One thing, though, with the, with the Clippers so far, and I'm not trying to take away from 8-1 and one right now because they did beat Oklahoma City. But outside of that, and they did, they did beat San Antonio, outside of that, they haven't played the Warriors yet. And I want to see how that actually goes. The Warriors goes are still on. the
2: measuring stick. I See, I use San Antonio because San Antonio is a consistent product most times. Honestly, in the last decade, you know, it's kind of like, you know what you're getting. I know this is the Tim duncan list San Antonio Spurs, but Kawhi is still growing. He's still becoming, mm-hmm. he's already one of the best players in the league, but he's becoming better, which is freaking mm-hmm. crazy to think about. But if they can match up against San Antonio, who usually causes problems for everybody else, I think it's a very good sign for them going forward. I think, like Ricky said, this is kind of a last hurrah. This is your last best chance, and I, I'm with you. I think they're going to come in... They're gonna go Western Conference Finals. We're looking the way really? they are right now, and they're gonna to lose to the, Mo- the. They're they're gonna lose to the Warriors because matchup wise, it just doesn't favor them.
1: The first time they'll play the Warriors is December seventh. They'll get them hype at home, straight hype. And then ugh, what? The next time they play the Spurs is December twenty second. That one's also at home. So you get to play them both at home your first time. Are Cavs, I, are
2: either those back to backs? Um. I don't know because no cause the suck. Spurs
1: is not the Spurs they have one game off the Warriors they have three games off perfect Going honestly this
2: it. year back to backs are murdering teams early in the season I think but, it's I don't know if it's just conditioning or what
1: mm-hmm. but the one thing I am looking at is I look at their rest of their schedule in November. The next four, they could win them: Minnesota, Brooklyn, Memphis, and Sacramento. And then they can Chica- win all four. They, they Chico- can win
0: Chicago. Chicago's
1: too. interesting though, because I like Chicago's either this year. It's either they play well, they play bad. They've been playing a lot better than most people have thought. Give them have. credit. Yeah, no, they have. But but, but also, look at the down
2: low game where they're going to get dominated. And also looks <laughs> look, on
1: Rolo's look, is not that good. Look, look, uh, Taj t- can pick it up though. Cr- Taj has been playing, been playing good this season.
0: Chris Paul will be able to shut down Rajon Rondo. Chris Paul is the it, best defensive be, point guard in the league. I think we can say good, that pretty pretty easily. It'll Stop be that. a
1: good game. It'll I, be, that's all I'm saying, Sean. That's
0: all I'm saying. Can I make a bet no, right can't, now? No, it's all I'm saying, can, Sean. You can't talk. It's all I'm saying. Can, can I make a bet right now? We'll, we'll make a podcast bet because I've been calling out teams. And maybe, I, and don't I, I, no, I don't want to make a bet. Nothing's on like, the line. Nothing's on the line. Okay, relax. Then it's not a bet. Uh, whatever. Um, And this <laughs> actually benefits you because I'll call a team out. Clippers will beat the Bulls by 20 points. Okay. Clippers will beat the Bulls by 20 points. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, but but one thing with the Clippers, too, and now I'm, I said they're going to well, beat them by 20 points, but I don't think they are... Not, I mean, yes, they've been playing fantastic defense, but again, it's been nine games. Overreaction, Sean. Get with no, the nine, nine games. Chris Paul had injury problems last year. Blake Griffin had injury problems last year. And yes, they've been playing fantastic defense, but that... Cannot be sustained. No, but the thing is,
1: if you look at the schedule, if they can get the wins now, Cruise that's going to help them. Because, like I said, those first four, the only teams in November... We're that talking they... playoff babies. Yeah, I know. But you get the wins now so you can get into what, the playoffs. What do you think
0: the
2: magic number for the playoffs is going to be for the West?
0: Is like, it going to be 45? Win-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 46. But, I mean, they're going—they're easily going to get they're that. Get well, it.
2: that's the question. Is like, do they have the chance to position themselves to be on the opposite side of the Warriors? Is that within their control? No, I think they're top four. They're a top four team. Well, there.
0: to be completely on the opposite side, they got to be two or three. So, I mean, that's the question. M- looking at that, I-, I think they definitely could. And, and, and th- hey, I mean, like you're saying, they can mm-hmm. go on cruise control. They might just be the number one team in in, well, in the West. That might be crazy to say. That is that is like, that's saying a lot. But, well, but and the uh, one thing though, again, cruise control here, Dave. Yep.
1: The one point I did want to spit out was the rest of their November schedule. The only three teams they play that are quality opponents to me, Bulls, Raptors, and Pistons. They're not those,
0: throwing Indiana in there? Two of those are at home. Indiana's <laughs> been a joke this year, it, but, it, that's, but that's it's in Indy. Indy. That's, but it's in Indy. That's in Indy. Indy Indy's 4-0 no That's in the wheelhouse right but now. it's in
1: Indy. It's
0: the fieldhouse. The wheelhouse. <laughs> the fieldhouse. But
1: the rest of their opponents. Dallas, I'm not afraid of. Brooklyn, they get them twice. what are you afraid wait, what, are you,
0: what are you on the Clippers? I'm not afraid of them. Bring them well, on? He, if I'm on the Clippers, I'm not afraid of assistant them. coach Ricky. Wood I mean, right he here. could
2: he could be. Do we know if he played at Doc Rivers' house? Did he play in his backyard? I, Nurse? I are we going to sign did. him to a contract? <laughs> Nurse Widmer up in here.
1: But oh the point I'm trying to make is this team, at worst, could be a maybe four loss team going into that first big test. Thursday, December first, at Cleveland.
0: Yeah, they're going to go up against Cleveland, and they might be going up with, in four with four wins, I, saying they're going to lose all the teams. Uh, whatever I but, said at worst. Yeah, and then and then you have Indy again, but that one's at LA, mm-hmm. and, and Indy's zero five right now. At, when we're recording that is away. Then they have Golden State, and that's not a back to back. They have a three day break there. Uh, they do have. Uh, Cleveland and then New Orleans, which isn't that. That's back-to-back, but again, you're playing New Orleans there. Uh, there is a back-to-back, though. Uh, you got Denver on the 20th, then 22nd they play San Antonio. So they do have a two-break there, but then they go and play uh, Dallas on the 23rd. Then they play Los Angeles on the 25th, and then 26th they play Denver. So that's a lot of games in that that bunch right there.
1: The more interesting thing about that Warrior game, mm-hmm. it's not a back-to-back either for the Warriors. They're playing on the 5th. So we get your true Get a game off. However, December 8th. In, in Utah, that could be a trap game for the Warriors. It's a back-to-backer.
0: I don't know if that's a it's trap a game. I think just Utah's really good.
1: I don't know. The Warriors on back-to-back well. Tra- been tra- well,
0: trap game more sounds like you're playing a bad team I'm instead saying, of a true test. I'm saying
1: because it's a back-to-back.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm, say, I'm saying Utah is not a trap game. They're just good. Yeah. yeah,
1: on top of a back to back.
0: is yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, yep. But but one thing about the Clippers is, again, we've they've proven that they're good in the regular season. They've proven mm-hmm. this season in you know it's At season least for in four season years, out. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I just don't trust them going to the playoffs. I mean, we talked about... Is, is most Bates one of the best pickups in the offseason, though? Like most underrated, definitely. I think. Most underrated, maybe. I mean, but most, we knew most Bates was going to be adding something to a team just because of the way he played but, in the but playoffs. But he came in.
2: He lost a good chunk of weight. He came in a little more athletic, a little more energized. He he doesn't look as mopey anymore. He doesn't he's, look. He's mopey, taking but- shots. He's getting better looks. Uh, it's weird to say he's getting better looks right now than he was on the uh, Warriors last year, and it's because of the attention drawn down low.
0: But we saw what he could do with the Warriors, yeah, and, and maybe it's a better fit for most Bates. But but still, most Bates, m- most Bates. I think we saw what what he could do from the outside and, and stretching the floor. And I think I think that's just something that. Uh, really might be boosted because you have to worry about uh, uh, DeAndre down there or, or Blake down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what the Clippers is, and I think it's been the thing all along, is that the Clippers just f- still feel like a weird team. It, it, it's it's more of watching them, and it's, it's really the eye test. It's like, okay, Chris Paul and J.J. Redick pair phenomenally. DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, paraphenomale. Blake Griffin is a, a fantastic player, but when you put them all together, it's like all right, there's something missing. A- yeah, and, maybe, and maybe and maybe that's that small forward position that, that's <laughs> that's taken up right now by uh Luke Amama Luke Amamba Mute. But I think I think it's just that that weird combination. And then you also have to worry about Jamal Crawford because Jamal Crawford, while he is a decent shooter and, and, and a good scorer, it's just more can he be consistent and, and you know he, he can he be consistent shooting shooting the ball yep. and I mean really outside of that on the bench I mean we we talked about most Bates but really most Bates and Jamal Crawford outside of that there's no one like oh wow you got to worry about him off the bench you're not I, you're not worrying about uh, coach's son out there no I'm not worried about Austin Rivers I'm not worried about Raymond Felton who's been in the league for 35 years and just looks like a couch potato
2: I mean um, if there was a team to ask for a small forward I mean they they know some guys pretty close by. A little Rudy Gay?
0: I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think that's too much in, in, in one spot there because I think you need more of a guy who's good defensively. Well, that's the way i got. think got. I need, think you need pretty much just another guy like J.J. Redick in a, in a weird way because Rudy Gay is a guy who needs the ball in his hand. So, I don't know. He's playing really well this year, though. He is because he's a good scorer. And, and when you're on a Kings team where there's, you're the second option, then that's where you're going to go. But Fair enough. F- to wrap up this Cooper conversation... Ricky, I know you said it before, but are you sticking with they are going to be in the Western Conference Finals?
1: Third seed, Western Conference Finals, other side of the Warriors. Who's the two seed? The two seed, I believe I had the Thunder, did I? Or the Spurs? Spurs. The Spurs.
0: You sticking with the, the Spurs? Spurs? Yeah. You stick yep. all right, sticking with the Spurs. Ricky, Ricky's still sticking there. Man of my guns. You're 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 going you're changing up though, and you're saying they're in the Western Conference Finals as the well? Gun I,
2: I think I am, yeah. It's it's hard to not like them right now. And like you said, I don't know if it's sustainable. But what I'm seeing out of them, you, you say eye I test, I, what I see out there is great defense and a lot of production on the other end of the court.
0: Again, I'm not saying they're bad, and, and they're a fantastic regular season team. Yep. The one thing is it's just eye test-wise for the playoffs, and, and that's, that's you, the one thing. when If they're
2: healthy, it's Western Conference Finals. If they're not healthy, and if they, and I know that's, a, of course, no shit, Dave, but like if, if they run into a single injury of one of those four players you mentioned, they're done. Like, this team is being broken up in this offseason. They're all walking.
0: I think think a team that could be dangerous to them is because, say they're the fourth seed or three seed, a team that they might run into is the Utah Jazz. And another team that plays phenomenal defense, another team that might not have an answer to Blake Griffin, but pretty much everywhere else they do have an answer, uh, because George Hill's been playing fantastic. You, You don't really have anyone who can cover Gordon Hayward. There, they they have a a pretty much an answer at shooting guard, and you have a guy in Rudy Gobert who can who can be phenomenal down low to 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 stop DeAndre Jordan. I think that's 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 a that's a person that you do not want to be matched up with if you're the Clippers is the Utah Jazz. I think I think the Jazz. I'm sorry. I think the Clippers. I think I think they're going to compete as they always do. But again, I I haven't seen enough, and I don't think I will see enough until they actually prove me wrong. So saying that Clippers are going to win every single game uh, because I'm calling them out. uh, Clippers' uh,
2: new regular season record.
0: Yes. And uh, now we're going to move on uh, to the New York Knicks. And and mainly just talk about disappointing teams in general. But we'll, we'll focus on the Knicks to start off here. And it's more of how disappointing have the Knicks been because I believe I picked them as a playoff team. And and I had them as a pseudo playoff good. team. Yeah. I was mixing them with another team, but uh, your Bulls pick looking good. Your Bulls pick looking I good.
2: I told you guys.
0: Yeah, one thing with the Knicks though is is they've been very, very, very disappointing, and I can't say that they've been very disappointing enough because they've been very disappointing. And it's just say, Sean, it just looks like this team is pretty much they it doesn't they have, get it. They have three teams. They have D Rose wants the ball. They have Carmelo wants the ball, and then they have Bren Jennings and the Euro team coming off the bench. So, I mean <laughs> <laughs> what what the, what the Knicks are is it it's weird. And I don't know if if it's Hornacek and, and not fitting there. I don't know if it's Phil Jackson. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's all of them. Well, it's just weird.
1: It's one of those things where we were watching a clip before we hit record of um Dave was showing the a uh, uh, ejection to Carmelo Anthony and oh, I thought you were going to talk about the well, horrible shooting no, we we'll, we'll no, bring that up next not the Sasha Vujačić the uh, No no even not, before that oh, the, we'll we'll yeah, talk about it but, but the Mellow when he was getting ejected you just see they pan over to Hornacek and he's like looking with like his hand over his mouth and he's looking like the fuck do I do with this team like I feel like Hornacek was like great I've got it like I'm coming to New York new place and then you throw him D D Rose, you throw him Jokim Noah with Mello. And now it's like. And Brandon well, Jennings. Well, me- Jennings, though, like Sean mentioned before the podcast, it's insane when Brandon Jennings goes, hey, maybe we should get the ball that poor got a little bit. Or was that you that brought that up?
2: Yeah, yeah. Give me no credit around
1: here. Well, you know, you guys agree about everything. We I do a good podcast. It was Dave. But you
2: really know what that it's is? It's Mello needs seen- the ball. Yeah.
1: Rose needs the ball. I think Brendan James realizes
2: work. you know, who the best player on the team is, and I don't know if everybody agrees on that.
1: Yeah, and it's Derek Rose thinks he's the best. Melo thinks he's the best, and Porzingis is just sitting there Porzingis like is whatever. a
2: freaking unicorn. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, no, whatever, kid. Just stand in the corner and be weirdly tall. See,
0: <laughs> <laughs> See with Porzingis, too, is just look at this, these stats 48% from the field. 44% from the three. Not only is that better than, than than Carmelo Anthony, that's better than every other player on the Knicks here. And you might be saying, well, he's not taking that many shots. He's sh- averaging more three-point attempts than Carmelo Anthony is. He's averaging the most on the Knicks, and he's shooting a higher percentage he's here. He's still
2: grabbing down like six boards, six and a half boards Because, a game. like you
0: said, he's the freakishly weird tall <laughs> unicorn in, in the corner or whatever you said so <laughs> eloquently. But th- the thing with the Knicks is, I don't know if they've been disappointing, but I just think that people might have overhyped them too much.
2: The the, the Super
0: Team 2? I think I bought into them too much. They're half I was going to say,
1: who bought in? Not this guy. Who's got two thumbs and didn't bite in? Ricky Woodburn.
0: <laughs> I think I just bought yeah, into yeah, to this hype because, you know, when, when it first happened, I was like, oh, this is just the Knicks. It's gonna They're, they're reassembling the 2011 All-Star team. Nope. And then I was like, eh, do you want the You can kind of see the way it could work, though. Because like, if they were paper, healthy.
1: Well, because you're living in 2011, you know. We've Derek seen Rose's flashes of all D.P. We
2: have seen flashes, but at the same time, you see the same ones where he's hella selfish when he mm-hmm. shouldn't be, uh, which is disappointing. And then, like you said, as far as Carmelo thinking... Uh, you know, I'm still the best guy. Like this, this team runs through me, and not kind of giving the credit where it's due to other guys on this team and sharing the ball more. You see some cracks start to show.
1: I'm gonna make a statement that I think is bold, but uh, is this like it might Warriors be beat bold. the Jazz? No, it's well, <laughs> not a Dave. It's not a Dave bold comment. But that was me. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> Completely then Dave just, makes the Jim Harbaugh joke. Where you been? I, do you guys go. agree? Like I said, you guys agree so Anyways, much. go. One person. Who, What's your bold statement here? Because like, And it depends. By the trade deadline, how bad is this team going to be? I think if you're bad enough, you look at this next team, you go, hey, Rose is gone at the end of the year.
2: Let's On a fucking, max contract to somewhere else, I'm sure.
1: Just He's <laughs> gone in general. I know. Let's fucking get rid of Melo, too. Try to get a pick. Let's try to get something and build the team around Chris Stapps.
0: Throwing it out here, I don't like, really like, disagree with l- you. Like I, I, hey,
1: like I said, it's me thinking I'm bold, but I'm not
0: throwing it out here. And this, this goes to against Cleveland. What, this no, this is what it, this <laughs> is what goes against whatever I was saying earlier in, in the other segment. Clippers need a small forward. Why not? So, so you're okay
2: with Carmel Anthony, but not Rudy Gay?
0: <laughs> Carmel is better than Rudy Gay. I'm not disagreeing with
2: you, but, but you I, they're the same more. type of player, and you're going to give up more. But at least Carmelo And you still have better. a chance of your entire team walking. Unless, but then you still have Carmelo to bounce back on he can still take it. So you get um, stuck in a Knicks
1: situation? Um, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to throw <laughs> this out there. Could the Clippers possibly give up like a Crawford and Picks for Melo? No, who the awful. fuck wants Jamal Crawford? The Knicks, they don't give a shit. They'll take anything because they want <laughs> Anyways, the draft pick. All right,
2: all right, hold on, hold on. Let's, no, let, let's... Th- this Knicks team needs a lot of things. I think primarily a bench would be great because they don't got one. Uh, you don't believe in Brand Jennings? They literally you don't, don't believe in that
0: Euro team on the bench that that, that plays with Brandon Jennings?
2: I say go ahead, and ring some of those names off and tell me why they should be in the NBA. Willie Hernan
0: Gomez, we got uh, we got Sasha Vujicic, Don't uh, don't hate on the side. So- He's got rings. Because he has got rings. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, the thing with the Knicks is that they've just been completely disappointing, and I think that is more of the personalities that you brought in. And I think, I think again, it's kind of like you turn on force trades in two K, and you're like, oh, D Rose is out there, oh, Joakim Noah is out there. We'll we'll package those together. We'll bring in Melo, even we'll have Melo. We just created this guy in uh, for our draft class who's seven one and could shoot threes. <laughs> and oh, Brandon Jennings is available. He's good at scoring. I could just take him to the hole. And then you're like, wait, shit. Uh, this team doesn't work together. I'm simming, and we can't play defense. And also, all of my other bench players are like 62 overall, and Brand Jennings is passing to guys who can't shoot threes.
2: Exactly. So
0: that's a pretty good analogy, yeah. Thank you. Because um, that's pretty much what they did. And then they're, they all... I don't, just the, the Sean Knicks,
1: knows this because he's tried it in two games. The, hey, like the
0: Knicks have been very disappointing, and I don't... Know if it's disappointment in myself for believing, or if it's disappointment that the Knicks have been bad. Well, well it's disappointment
1: for also the city they live in,
0: and and they know it. That's
2: that's a bad mm-hmm. thing. Is the
0: fact that as
2: they're they're going to bring in the former temporary head coach as a defensive coordinator because Hornacek is completely unable to get this group to work together on defense. Hey. And now Phil is going, Yeah, they really should run more triangle. That triangle thing's pretty great. I don't know. Anybody hear about that triangle thing? Man,
1: kids they aren't smart enough these days to run No, no, the he's triangle. trying
0: to he's trying to tell them they should <laughs> run it more though. Jill Faxon like, like, is uh, dude, putting out a putting out a resume uh, for head coaching. Oh my God.
2: Dude it's just like if you're gonna coach coach Get out get, Yeah. get back down to the bench and actually coach. Don't sit there well, and be like Guys, triangle, triangle, guys. But but I'm not your coach, listen to your
0: coach. I'll throw another analogy out there. He's kind of like the very passive aggressive boyfriend who's like telling his girlfriend how to do something and the girlfriend's like, No, let me try it and he's like, Okay, whatever. It's your fault. If you know if this IKEA thing doesn't go together, then don't oh come crying God. to me. But he's like, you know, I read I know how to read the instructions, you know. I know what, what I'm doing here. But whatever, you know, if it goes on backwards, if all the legs are on backwards, then it's not my fault, you know what I'm saying? Um but yeah. <laughs> Um, the Knicks are disappointment, and I'm disappointed in myself for believing in them.
1: Well, I just think it, like it. I said it goes back to the, it, the city they play in. They want to be great. New York wants to be great, and they're not. And then the city gets mad,
0: and they're failures. Final question about New York, and then let's move on. We'll move on to some other disappointing teams. We'll just throw those out there and kind of run through them. The one thing with the Knicks that I want to mention, and we saw that you're wearing the shirt that I'm, I'm kind of re- referring to here, go, is, Cubs, it, go. is the Cubs broke it's this crazy. Cra- great. The Cubs broke this this crazy streak. The crazy streak of not winning for 108 years. And I I, I want to say the Knicks are kind of like the Cubs of the the NBA where, you know, a huge market here, haven't been able to win since 1973, only have two champions in gen- ch- championships in general in 70 and 73. And I know they made uh, to the finals in 99, but really, are they going to have to suffer for too long? Because I know that, you know, we, they have Carmelo right now in D-Rose, and obviously we're talking about how they've been a disappointment, but they do have Porzingis. Is there any hope in the future for the Knicks? For turning this around
2: this year yes because I still I, I still the... understand the, the the hype for why I, why I was excited to watch this team individual talent is really good and if you get some you no know, some more flashes out of Derek Rose looking like he did years ago if you get some more of Carmelo like actually you know understanding how to play with the rest of this team and Porzingis continues to grow like what we're watching right now is phenomenal Yes, they they have a chance to be a playoff team, and in the playoffs, anything can happen in series. So uh, there is hope. It is it is dying by the day because you watch them. And you watch that bench jack up. I think they got, like, seven offensive rebounds in a mm-hmm. single possession. But you know what? That means they missed, like, eight
0: shots. And they still didn't score on that possession. No, they didn't. They, they turned it over. They threw it in the backcourt. That, that is the symbol of
2: the Knicks this season to me.
0: They tried to, They got closer to the other basket than they got to their own <laughs> basket. Ricky, any hope? You're you're the Cubs fan here. Any hope that you're going to pass on I Knicks I say
2: hit the factory reset
1: button. Completely. Let, let D-Rose walk. Trade Melo because, yeah, Mello, uh, it's been nice, but... What are you doing for us? You're not. We're not going to win a championship with you. Get rid of him. With Hornacek, it's going to be interesting because is he the right coach for the job? Really, I've been saying it the last few years. I think the coach they should go after is a guy who has a name in New York. Go after the co- the assistant coach for the Hornets. Go for Patrick Ewing. Bring him. Build a team with Ewing at the head, and that'll hopefully. That's an interesting proposal.
0: But again, but again, Phil Jackson still might be there, so that might be the problem. Yeah, but
1: Phil and Ewing you, can work, two 90s guys. You, that doesn't mean
0: that
2: doesn't mean anything, yeah. though.
0: <laughs> At this point, Phil doesn't seem to like to work
2: with anyone who's not named Phil Jackson.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, but, but really, I, I think that that's the problem. There is Phil Jackson. as As great as he is as a, as a head coach, I think he should be a head coach, and I think he should be a head coach only, or yeah. he should be a GM or uh, whatever he, he currently, whatever his official title so, is, so and is locked he, in, in in a room. Is he like the calls. Cubs?
1: Uh, Jim Hoyer? Is that who he is? Uh, no. Before they got um... that, wasn't.
0: Jim Hendry. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, Jim Hendry. But uh, no, I, I think it, it probably a long. I don't think the Knicks have any hope anytime soon. So whoever the Cubs GM was in 1976, that's that's who it was.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, but, I don't know
0: that. But I, I think I think the Knicks don't have a, a hope right now. And I think the only way you can hope is if you get a decent draft pick soon, and you can put him next to Porzingis. Because right now the only big. Big hope in New York is that big old Latvian you got in Kristaps Porzingis. But, uh, you said
1: his name wrong again. It's Porzingad, Sean. But come One of these days, you'll get it right.
0: They're, they're putting together the big
2: three. They got Porzingad, <laughs> they got Hernan Gomez, and they got Kuzmiskis. Hey, I mean, right there. Let's just go for the Euro. longest. It's, they're, they're going Team Euro, and if they get enough letters in the last names, they're going to win some sort of award somewhere. Don't
0: bash my buddy's brother. Hernan Gomez because his bro- his brother Juan on the on, on on Denver is a guy that I really like uh coming out of that draft. But anyways, they
2: all have potential. It's just I, I this is literally the worst bunch in existence.
0: It's true. All right, now let's 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 add some more disappointing teams just real quick. Uh one team I do want to throw out is the Pacers who are currently 4-0 on home, at home and 0-5 on the road. And one of those losses uh was giving the uh 76ers their first win. Holy shit. The Pacers have been very disappointing. I don't think the season's over. I think you do need gelling. and I think that should be really said for any team because yeah. they did bring in a lot but I think the Pacers are a team that definitely needs to gel. Any any teams that are also pretty much disappointing for you right I now? Mean, the
2: Wizards? The Wizards. That's fair. That's fair. It's I a mean, team that it, we had hopes for a playoff potential. You
1: had hopes for. I didn't have hopes Bradley for
2: Bradley Beal plus John Wall should equal playoffs. Mm, but
1: they can't mesh. If
2: CJ and Dame can get to the playoffs, Bradley Beal and John Wall can get to the playoffs.
1: But John Wall and Beal can't mesh, and that's what we're seeing. It's two I don't alpha. know if that's what
2: we're seeing right it's, now. It's two I don't alpha think that's dogs right out now. there. I just
1: think this team, like— I don't think they will work together, and it's like, you know what? They don't like being—I think when I watch them, they don't even like being on a team with each other.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think we agree with that. I think we've touched that on, on multiple occasions. Another team that I do want to throw out there, a team that we have praised for their defensive prowess, are currently 28th in uh, defensive metrics in, in the NBA. That's the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Boston Celtics have not been good so far, and really, you can't blame Al Horford because— I something about this team. I mean, Isaiah, we know he's not good defensively, but and he, and he hasn't been bad scoring wise, but still everyone else around that on that team has not been meshing well. And that's that's a team that I'm starting to worry about a little bit because maybe it was a young one-year splash. And I'm not blaming Brad Stevens here because Brad Stevens did get that one-year splash, but I think that Boston is uh yeah, is in some trouble right now. I think I think they're in trouble. Are they over? God, no, it's,
2: no, it's, it's six early. games in their and, season and or They've got a lot of young guys who are going to continue to grow throughout the season. Jalen Brown. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of potential there. My disappointing team, I mean, how could it not be the Minnesota Tiverwolves? We had them. I was like, oh, my God, they've got all the pieces in place now. They've got the coach. Mm-hmm. This is going to be it. And what I've seen so far is the fact that. Yes, Cat is good, but he is not the best center in the league like you so wrongly
0: proclaimed him before the season started. I said by the end of the season he would be.
2: Yeah, you said right now. (laughs) Go back and listen to it, boy. You said right now.
0: By the end of the season he'll be. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whatever.
2: Wiggins, good, but still has some growing to do. And Zach Levine actually has stepped up, which is great, but they've taken steps back elsewhere. So this is a team that is playing a lot of minutes early in the season. I'm a little concerned for that, but again, it is the Tom Thibodeau way he will beat the defense into them by destroying their knees.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing, too, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Wiggins is playing over 34 minutes. I think Cat is playing exactly at 35 minutes per game right now. They're playing outrageous. And Levine and DeAng also are over 30 minutes per game. So definitely getting worked. And I don't Rubio, know if it's overworked. is
2: possibly coming back. We're recording this on Friday. He's possibly coming back this weekend. Uh, next week at the
0: earliest. Rubio as well. He's he was playing thirty one minutes when he was uh, when he was uh, on the team as well. The two games so. he played. So I think I think that's that's something. They're to a slow start. Slow start. Possibly could turn it around. Maybe we were maybe we we're too overhyped. Maybe we we're overlooking the, the Lakers and overhyping the Timberwolves. But we'll. Do, do we want to talk about the worst team in the league though? The Sixers.
2: No, no. The Sixers have the process talk about the Pelicans.
0: Oh, well, we've talked about it before. I don't think that's a disappointment there. I think, I think Anthony Davis is disappointed in his team, but I don't think anyone's disappointed <laughs> in the Pelicans. A uh, wag his finger from Anthony Davis? Because remember, Alvin Gentry is still their head coach, who is the oh, worst man. head coach in the league. But let's wrap it up, and, and we'll go into our final segment here. And we'll, we talked about Anthony Davis, and it's a fantastic segue, so thank you, Dave. You're going to actually be defending him in the segment. It's Unfortunately. Something that, it's something that we are going to be talking about here, and we're really going to be discussing who's better, because we have had a lot of historic performance so far. Obviously, James Harden's been fantastic. I believe he's uh, he, he just put up another triple-double recently. Uh, Russell Westbrook... When hasn't
2: he? Is my question. Oh,
0: my still, whatever. <laughs> but
2: he's not <laughs> averaging a triple-double.
0: He's, he's not still averaging close. A triple-double. Still close. Uh, Russ has obviously been fantastic as well. Anthony Davis, we talked about him earlier. Don't he's been scoring DeMar. like a, mon- a monster. And again, finally, I can, mm-hmm. get to, I can build up things. Uh, DeMar DeRozan has been absolutely fantastic scoring-wise. So Ain't what we're going to do... Is I'm going to be defending. <laughs> I, was getting I know, two. right? So what I'm going to be uh, doing is I'm going to be defending Demar Derozan and uh, saying why he is the best out of. Oh, that's a weird saying because I don't agree with it, but <laughs> the, the just, best, just choke it the out. Best you know? out of these three, Dave is going to be defending why Anthony Davis is oh, the best God. out of these three, and Ricky finally probably has the easiest job is going to be defending why. James Harden has been the best so far in the NBA. We'll this see. is, this is we'll be, see how it goes. This is best. He can, he can intentionally tank this, this, this shit. He's the tank commander. This is best. Stati- Call me Byron Scott. <laughs> this is this is best statistics wise. So again, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA, but at least statistics wise, and and so far through I know, some the would eye say
1: test. this year, maybe James Harden is unanimous and unanimously. Hey, maybe, maybe he can player. make
0: it to third team All NBA. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We're going to start off, and I'll, I'll start off here with DeMar DeRozan, a guy that I have called overrated who's currently averaging 34. 34- Point one points per game, just put up 34 points in 36 minutes against the Hornets. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And one thing, guys, you need to look at here is his efficiency. We talked about it last year, and if you take away the three-point shot, which he isn't known for doing, he's shooting 16%, which is brutal, but everything else has gone up for him. Field goal percentage, it's the highest it's ever been in his career. Previously, his highest was his rookie year, where he shot 49%. He was only taking six attempts, though. Right now, 24 attempts, he's at 53 field goal percent-wise. He has been absolutely efficient, he's been fantastic from the free throw line, he's been able to create plays, but even when he's not been able to do that, he's still putting up 34.1 points per game, and Ricky, I know you're going to hate that I'm even saying this, and it might cringe you when I say this, but DeMar DeRozan has put up the most points since Michael Jordan in the 1986 and 87 season. But he's not Michael, so... He's not Michael, but he's doing something that Michael... He has one of the done. sickest mid-range jumpers in the game right now. He he is. He can't do it. He can't do much. But it's kind of saying like Steph. Steph is the, easily the best three-point shooter mm-hmm. in the league, and that makes him one of the best players in the league just because he has something that's undefensible. Demar Derozan's yep. mid-range jumper is undef- uh, undefendable, pretty much, and, and really possibly the only people that can do it is Kawhi and LeBron. And, and, and that's some that's some pretty high praise there. Demar Derozan has been the best scorer in the league without a doubt. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to argue, and I, the only
2: thing I could say about that is it's interesting that he's kind of stepped up in that role and how far back Kyle Lowry has fallen. Like, he's done the graceful thing and be like, all right, I've got a teammate who's popping off every night and is consistently winning us or allowing us to compete in games. And he's like, all right, I'll take my sidestep. I'll let him run it. I will still be the you know the guy who brings the ball up, but I know where that ball is going every offensive possession.
0: And Kyle Lowry, too, still having a fantastic year, averaging seven a point, uh, assists per game, almost five rebounds, and 17 points. So mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, I mean, it's just going to help he's his, slouch, his bank yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and honestly, outside of the last year he had uh, in 2015-2016, he's still, on it, he's still this is one of his best seasons in his career so far. So. I just,
2: it's a step off from last year where they had two legit all-star guards.
0: But I still say Kyle Lowry is an all-star guard, just DeMar DeRozan's taking a little bit more of a handle, taking more of a spotlight. That's why DeMar DeRozan has been the best player in the NBA so can, far. Can DeMar DeRozan keep it up? Is this is this sustainable? Is this a 30-plus uh, season for him? He hasn't, he hasn't taken a, a step back from him. I think that DeMar DeRozan can average at least 29 points per game this season.
1: <laughs> He's also laughed at that exact question in DeMar DeRozan. That's what Dave was kind
2: of going at. I'm not. I'm not picking at anything. I don't know what you're talking about. The Ricky. video of Demar Derozan <laughs>
1: laughing for 11. What, yeah. 11 oh yeah. Straight it's seconds. just
2: unsustainable, and it's just him laughing at the at all the reporters. I mean, it was it was fantastic. He's not taking himself like too seriously. I think he's just enjoying the ride, and I think that's what you got to do. Like Demar, when he made that, like I'm gonna be the greatest player in Raptors history. Like I'm not going to the Lakers because they've got all these already built up legacies. I'm gonna do it here. I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, sure. You're just shying away from the spotlight. You don't want to be compared to Kobe. And now he's going out there and he's just killing it. So credit Mm -hmm. due. Now
1: he's
0: being compared to Jordan in Sean's mind. I'm not saying he's being compared to Jordan. I'm just saying statistically. (laughs) Said him in the same state. into it. (laughs) uh, Well, Ricky, I'm not saying anything that's inaccurate. Statistically, he has done something that Michael Jordan is As the only, only th- other person, only other person, and hasn't done since nineteen eighty six. Did
1: I say anything and cry? I just said you said them in the same sentence. Yep. I have, and yeah,
0: that's, that's a fact. And what I said was also a fact.
2: Yeah, that's and what I said.
0: Just saying, I'm not lying. Go ahead, Dave. Fair
2: enough. All right, all right. So I, I got my boy on the worst team in the league. Literally, he can't drag them kicking and streaming. Is he, he your boy? One, one win. Is he your boy? He's not my boy, but I'm taking him it. today. I'm taking him right now for this this segment. I'll give Anthony you a my boy. I'll give you a my boy because I could like talk. That. I could talk for an hour and a half about the <laughs> defend Anthony Davis. Oh my God, go Anthony Davis is. One of the most unique physical talents we've seen in the NBA, he's a generational talent. He's one of those guys who when he comes around, regardless of these minor injuries, you want to say he's injury prone, but really nothing consistently has been broken on him. It's little things, and they're playing cautious about it because guess what? They can't fucking compete anyway, so why risk his health when they're not competing? I understand that logic. I'm sure fans hate it. He's had one bad game this whole season, and even that game he stacked the stuff he's stuffed the stat line Look, he's going out there and absolutely killing it. He's still averaging like 31 points a night, 11 boards, uh, 3 blocks, over 3 blocks, almost 2 steals. It's ridiculous how much one man can carry this team. His shooting percentage is outrageous. His free throw percentage is very good this year. Uh, there, There's no category. There's one category here he's not leading the Pelicans in, and that's assists, and he's close. He's not that far
0: off. He's doing everything
2: else for this team.
0: There's no man who's carrying more dead weight than Anthony Davis. But they are not 6-2 in the Eastern Conference, and that's why DeMar DeRozan is a better player.
2: I mean, the record's hard to argue with, but at the same time, DeMar DeRozan has another all-star on the team. Anthony Davis is dragging a bunch of small to children one kicking and, eight. and screaming. To 1-8. Just saying. He's going to go out there and get himself another draft pick so he can have an all-star with him next year.
0: DeMar DeRozan is the best player it's in strategic. the It's right strategic. Think
2: about this. NBA-wise... Anthony Davis knows his team is so bad that he's going to get them a top draft pick. So that way, they'll be able to compete in the future when he's in his
0: prime. And possibly oh. get an MVP this year. Anyways, Ricky, def- defender boy. Defender James Harden.
1: I don't think they're... I've got the easiest job because this is a guy who can go out there, score the most points on the team with like 41 against the Cavs. He and, can go or out or there my guy
0: can score the aver- most points in the league.
1: He can average... Okay, yeah, because uh, uh, just because you score
2: the did, most
0: points did, in the league. Did I not open up with a 50 and, and a
2: 45? <laughs> did that not happen?
0: Did, he, did he, I, he have he I done it consistently right and averaged 35 in my first three games hey, and averaged hey, 33 hey, in my next two? Hey,
1: you guys got your time. Let me have my <laughs> time. But this is also a guy, oh, wait, he's not a point guard. He's going to go play point guard 17 assists 15, assists, 15 assists, 15, 12, 15, 15. Only two games where he had under 10 assists this season. And those were both against the Dallas Mavericks. And not, Maybe to, not to help something. you, but
2: he sort of should have had the assist numbers, but mm-hmm. his team can't fucking mm-hmm. shoot sometimes.
1: Yeah, sometimes you can't. And that's, Dave, that's a great point. I'm going to go into that, into the Cleveland game. This is a game where he had 41 goddamn points, had a 10, plus 10 10 point differential, and the only reason he lost was, oh yeah, Cleveland had K-Love and Kyrie and LeBron and JR. So they had more players, and he didn't have a fucking team behind him. Yeah, I know Ryan Anderson had 12. Ariza had 11. Gordon had 16. But K-Love and Kyrie and JR scored more than those scrubs. And Harden put down 41. 41. He uh, put up
0: forty one. Ju- ju- I just want to say against the Cavs. I just want to say champs. Demar Derozan put up thirty two and only lost by three.
2: I literally can't smile hard at Ricky talking positively about James Harden over here. here I am. I am just loving this. Here, here's the <laughs> ear to ear.
1: Here's the little cherry on the top, though. The biggest thing for James Harden is: can he carry this team and can they win and can he carry them to a championship? That's the only negative. Don't think he can.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's fair. Tell us who you think is better out of these three in the comments. I think this was pretty fun. This was pretty it successful. Was. It actually was. We might have to do this a little bit more often. But anyways, tell us who you think is the best out of these three. I'm still sticking with DeMar DeRozan. 34 points per game is utterly ridiculous. And they're 6-2, and two, second in the Eastern Conference, only behind the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are the defending NBA champions. But uh, Ricky, you made a, you made a phenomenal uh, argument for uh, Mr. James Harden. Dave, you made a phenomenal argument for Anthony Davis. Again, tell us in the comments who you think is better, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, or James Harden. Again, LeBron's the best player in the NBA, but but statistically-wise, LeBron isn't up there just because LeBron coasts. Uh, But anyways, that is going to wrap up this long episode of the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, thank you so much. We checked our numbers, and holy crap, we are proud of them. Thank you so much for helping us get us there. Also, do not forget to check us out on Twitter. That should be in the description. Don't forget to check us on Facebook, and also don't forget to check out Patreon com If You want to help us improve the quality of these videos just a little bit more. And also, if you want to see some video podcasts more often, that's where you will help us. And also, if you want to see us push Ricky Widmer down a snow hill in a wheelbarrow. It's not going to happen. In a wheelbarrow. Not going uh, to that's, happen. That's, that's, that's where you're going to help us there. We'll see about it. But mm, anyways, it's not. for Ricky Widmer, Dave Oster, I'm Sean Anderson, and we will see you next week.
1: Thanks for not ragging on What's Up, What's Up this week.
0: Damn it. I forgot. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for
1: more great podcasts.